Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome in to this week's episode of the Don't Tell Mama Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Kobold. Joining me again this week is my guy, Max Faulkner. Max, see you wearing that Bothers hat today. What's going on with that? Oh, it's a celebration, I, I would think, about Purdue. We got a couple, we got a couple things we got to bring up about Purdue. All right. And it's coming up. I don't want to spoil all the fun. You know, it's kind of funny, though. Last week, I'm, ta- I'm talking about dress a little nicer, do your hair. And I'm wearing a hat this week. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, but OK, there's a reason there's a reason that I'm wearing this hat today. All right. And we're going to we're going to get into that a little bit later, Cole Breezy. But uh, what what is what is going on, my man? What's been what's been happening? Uh, I had our friends Ben and Kelsey from Indianapolis here for the past week. You know them. Oh, yeah. uh, we, we went to Breckenridge and Hannah joined us and. My buddy that went on the hike with me a couple weeks ago, him and his wife, Matt and Allie, they joined us. So got a cabin in, in, in Breckenridge for, for a couple of days. So smooth weekend, smooth weekend over here. What What's up with you, man? Yeah, actually, uh, this weekend, uh, Claudia and I went on a gorgeous hike. Uh, once again, everybody, we're in Tennessee now, and uh, we went to Savage Golf, the, the Savage Golf uh, Park, <laughs> and uh Man, I, I'm telling you, it was absolutely gorgeous. It was absolutely gorgeous. You go down into this forest, and there's this one point where it's like, well, first of all, the overlooks are outstanding. You, you're you're overlooking the entire the hills and the mountains, and all that is is trees, and you see hawks flying around. It's absolutely gorgeous. But there's this one point after you go to that overlook where you're going down on, on rock steps covered by rocks. Okay, it's like a thin. It's almost claustrophobic, almost, but it's thin and you go down. It's like it's like going down into the depths of Mordor. Lord of the Rings, Cole Breezy. Oh, I don't, you don't know what that you never seen it? Never Sorry. seen it. Sorry. Uh, Call I, me I a queef. It. I missed it. Call me a queef, but I only won on 24 it. Academy Awards, but who cares? Who cares? Hey, right. Hats off. Hats off to you. I, I missed yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, sure. All right. <laughs> but anyway, it was it was gorgeous. And uh being being in a forest where all you hear is the wind blowing through. The wind blowing through the trees, you know, the leaves coming off because there's actually seasons here, you know, birds chirping. And we saw a big snake, too. That, that was that definitely got my wife running. Oh, so that, that was took that off. Was, huh? Yeah, she, she literally took off. See ya. I never See seen ya. her run so fast. Never seen <laughs> her run so fast. I, I should have timed her. I should have that a four, a four, three. <laughs> get, but uh, get her in Indianapolis. For next yeah, oh, combine, man. Huh? Yes, yes, that's what I'm saying. Oh man, well, but great. it was a good time. It's a good time. Great to hear you guys are getting out there. Already a couple hikes in in Nashville, so good to hear, Broski. Heck yeah! But uh, you were talking about some comments that we just got uh, on the YouTube page for the Don't Tell Mom Sports Podcast. Can you can you explain that to me again? You know, I I I I want to thank our fans and thank you everybody for coming out to the Don't Tell Mom Sports Podcast on a late night here in Tennessee and in Colorado. Woo! Late night, late night pods, late night pods. They're coming. You know, uh, we, we got to give it to our fans. You know, we're getting fans from everywhere now. I, I, I saw from, we, we said Japan, we saw Canada. And, you know, I got to look up where these fans are from because I don't know the language. Okay. I had to translate it in order to understand what they were saying. But when they wrote, when they wrote it, I, I, I have no idea what that language is, but I got to, I got to shout them out for calling uh, for, for saying that they like our pod simple as that they, they like their big their fans and hey shout out to those guys we appreciate you and we appreciate everybody uh for 
commenting and subscribing and just sticking with us. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Don't tell mama sports fans. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell Hell yeah. yeah. That's great to hear. And Max, I don't know if you're aware, but within the next couple of days, next handful of days, I'm thinking two, three, maybe four, we're going to hit 50,000 views. Hit a big, big milestone here on YouTube coming up here. So thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody. We appreciate it. This week on the Don't Tell Mama Sports Podcast, we got a lot to talk about. A busy week here, Max. We got we, we got to move here. We're going to do our extra juicy dogs. We're going to do our NFL game picks like we always do. Our gooses, our Hades three-headed dogs, those are in there too. We're finishing. Stay stay late. Stay late with us today for uh, the college basketball AP preseason poll was released. Oh, my goodness. Part of the reason, Cobreezy, why I'm wearing this hat Oh my goodness, my heart my heart just started racing a little bit. I'm so damn excited. It's like a freaking horse at a race right now. Oh my. Put money on me. Put money on me. I'll tell you that much. Put, Put money on the track. You. I would. I would. I'd, I'd have faith in you for sure. <laughs> but we're going to start with some college football, Max, because, I mean, seven, eight weeks in now, we're, we're starting to see some some conference standings take place. Uh, we're starting to see some playoff teams bow out. There's only a handful of undefeated teams left. But we're going to do like we always do and come here to Boulder, Colorado. Talk mm. about Coach Prime. Oh, Coach Prime in the prime. Coach prime, prime. prime slot. Oh, it's the prop time. Got to put him in the prime time slot. But actually, he actually said he doesn't like that prime time slot. He said oh. that he doesn't doesn't like that night game. But oh. last don't Friday like night. Don't like the pressure? Well, Pressure makes diamonds, so I don't know. Mm. Last Friday night, under the lights, the tree huggers of Stanford came into town to beat the Buffaloes of Colorado 46 to 43 in double overtime. Max, another thriller here in primetime. Colorado, a big letdown. Stanford had one win coming into the season. We talked about it last week. We predicted a, a big Colorado win, primetime. And it was looking like that, Max. Buffaloes were up 29 to nothing at halftime. 29 to goose at halftime. The Buffaloes were winning. They were winning. winning 29 to nothing, and they blew it? Blew it. Oh, my goodness. This was the largest comeback in Stanford football history and also the largest collapse in Colorado football history. Wow. The stud of the game. I want to introduce everybody to Alec Ayomanor. This guy. Had 13 catches for 294 yards and three touchdowns. Wow. Let me say that again. 13 catches for 294 yards and three touchdowns. He had oh a huge goodness. overtime catch over Travis Hunter. He caught it behind Travis Hunter and ran into the end zone. What a beast of a play. Catch of the wow. year. Wow. Max, all 13 of his catches were after halftime. He had a goose. He had a goose in the first half. Mm. His 294 receiving yards broke the school's all-time record of 278 yards held by Troy Walters from 1999. This was the second most receiving yards in a game in Pac-12 history. According to the Observer, Alec Io Manor had never had over four catches or 100 yards in a single game. Max? What do you think about this game and Alec Ayo Manor? He's never had over four catches or, or 100 yards in a game. 
He just had 13 for 294 and three. Wow. Let's lead off with Alec because that is in, oh my goodness, what a, what an accomplishment. Okay. He's putting his name on the map. He's showing, he's showing NFL. He's showing the NFL. Hey, I could play. Look, look what I got. Look at my hands. I got sticky glue on my hands. That's what, that's, that's how I roll. And I, I just got to ask, uh, you know, because last week I brought up that Coach Prime should show up in a Buffalo. Uh, did did the coach of Stanford walk into the locker room on a Buffalo? Did, 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 did they did, or did you know? Because it sounds like they butchered that Buffalo at 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 the end of the game, and then fried, they fried up some beef steaks. Oh, oh, they fried up some beef Buffalo steaks. And I'm telling you right now, as a Colorado Buffalo fan, you Cole Breezy. <laughs> You got to be incredibly disappointed because I'm telling you right now, how do you blow a 29-0 lead, 29 to nothing at halftime? What in the what happened? 29 to nothing. A lot of people lost money, me included, Ben Powell included. <laughs> but record-setting day for Alec Ayamanor. I. Uh, a big reason for the comeback, possibly Colorado committed 17 penalties, 17 oh. penalties for 127 yards, gave up four more sacks. We talked about how Shador Sanders went into the went into the week leading the nation in sacks. But our guy, Travis Hunter, the two way star, he actually returned from that last rated liver, missed three games. He had 13 catches for 140 yards, two touchdowns. He had five tackles. As a cornerback, going both ways, freaking stud. Shadur yeah. Sanders had 400 passing yards and five touchdowns. Wow. But he had a costly pick on third down in the in double OT. Just launched, just just lobbed one up. You or me could have gone and got it. And, and Stanford did. Came down, kicked the field goal, won it. There we go. Max, the Buffs have a bye week coming up this week before going on the road to take on the 25th-ranked Bruins of UCLA. UCLA or Colorado in that game, Max? Dude, UCLA is underrated, okay? The Pac-12 is underrated also. They, they, they have a multiple teams that are ranked from Oregon to Oregon State. The Beavs are freaking ranked. Uh, Arizona, I believe, just blew out. Damn it. Who did they blow out, Colbrizi, over the weekend? Uh Oh man, I got I got to get back. Sorry, sorry. I, I'm not I'm not here in the I'm not I'm not here in the West Coast anymore. I'm not I'm, fo I'm following the SEC now and the Big Ten because go Boilers. But but uh, Arizona, which usually who usually sucks, they blew out a big time team that was not supposed to. They blew out number. They blew out number nineteen, Washington State, forty four to six. State, that's it. Yeah, forty four okay. to six at Washington State. You know Utah's ranked. USC's ranked. We're going to get into them here. Oregon and Washington were had that pat, uh, top 10 matchup last week. Game day yeah. was there. Pac-12 is pretty good, guys. Pac-12 is pretty good. Pac-12 is good. I, I don't see, especially after losing to Stanford, no way you're beating at UCLA. UCLA is a way better team. Yeah. Way better. And uh, yeah, that's just disappointing on, on all on all levels. I, I, I cannot believe they blew a 29-0 blow. 29 old blow at halftime. Goose. Man, I'll tell you right now. Because at the end of that game, who was blowing who is the question. <laughs> Coach Brown's blowing somebody. Yeah. And no, that's after true. that, after that 3-0 start to tell me that they'd be fighting for a bowl 
Oh, I, that's surprising. That's surprising, Max. No doubt. Last thing would be, hey, there's still three games above what they won last year. So you got to be a little bit happier for the progress. No doubt about it. Yeah. Staying in college football, staying in the Pac-12, Max, we got to go to South Bend, Indiana here because the yeah. USC Trojans got that ass banked by the Irish. 48-20. to 20. Max, Blowout. the Irish never trailed in this game. People want to talk about, <clears throat> excuse me, Notre Dame's soft schedule. You know, Notre Dame doesn't play anybody. This was the was Notre Dame's fourth straight game against a ranked undefeated team in primetime. Mm-hmm. Ohio State, Duke, Louisville, and now USC. All undefeated. Okay, four weeks in a row. That's tough. That is a tough schedule. What are we talking about? What are we talking they, about? Who are they talking about? Notre Dame was up 24 to 6 at halftime in this one. They were up 31 to 13 at, at the end of the third. USC is averaging 51.8 points per game this year. They were held to 20 max. Mm. The lead got cut down to 11 points with nine minutes left in the fourth. Wasn't really nervous on that next kickoff. Sophomore Jadarian Price of Notre Dame took a 99 yard kickoff back to the house. This baby was over. The linebacker was getting sloppy and sticky. Caleb Williams, the the reigning Heisman winner, he had one interception on the season coming into this game. He threw three. He threw Mm -hmm. three in this game, was sacked six times. His quest for back-to-back Heismans, uh, that's looking a little rough. That's looking a little rough. Only been done once, Max, back-to-back Heismans. Archie Griffin. Ohio State. What do you think about Caleb Williams? What do you think about the Irish and that schedule that people queef about? What do you think about Notre Dame's big time win in South Bend, baby? 48 to 20. Hey, go Irish. Uh, go Irish. We're from Indiana, Cole Breezy. You're from South Bend, so obviously you're all about this. Let's go. Uh, you know, I grew up watching Notre Dame as well. Obviously, I'm a, I'm a Purdue fan, but I also root for the Notre Dame Irish, especially for football. You got to love this win. This rivalry happens every single year for those for, I mean, come on, who, who the hell doesn't know about this for, but for any sports fan that doesn't know about this rivalry, it's an every year thing. Everyone I'm telling you right now, that was a big time below outs. Are you kidding me? They were killing Caleb Williams, six sacks, three interceptions. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I don't know what the coach put into the defense's juice or Gatorade. I should say, I don't know what he put in there. But damn it, Caleb Williams, who is the front runner for the Heisman, I would still say, and and also the uh, the probably the number one overall pick in the NFL draft coming up, he got spanked. I'm telling you right now, the frat boys brought up the paddles, oh, and oh. oh man, they 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 took turns spanking that ass. <laughs> Poor Caleb Williams, man, go put some ice on that ass. <laughs> I like it. Notre Dame senior safety Xavier Watts had two of Caleb Williams's three picks. Also a forced fumble and a scoop and score. This dude had two picks, a forced fumble, a scoop, and a score. USC has now lost five straight in South Bend. Their last win coming in 2011. Wow. 2011, Max. They haven't won in South Bend since. Wow. The Trojans still have 
Utah, Washington, Oregon, and UCLA on their schedule. All four teams we just talked about are ranked. Trojans could very well fall out of the rankings. We were just talking about them as a playoff, possible playoff contender a couple weeks yeah. ago. With those four teams coming up, they could lose all four of those with that defense. That defense sucks. Season could be over, Max. That defense is absolute garbage. Uh, I'm, th- I'm telling you right now. Caleb Williams and that offense is pretty damn good. They had a tough game. Well, you know, when you go up against a defense like Notre Dame has, it's got, yeah, you, you better, you better believe it. You better believe you, you gotta, you gotta put up some numbers in order to keep up with that. Uh, but yeah, dude, I'm, I'm telling you right now, I, I don't think they're winning all four of those games. No way. They're, I'm, I'm calling it at least losing two. They're going to lose two. They're going to get out of that playoff. If they would have beaten Notre Dame, if they would have beaten Notre Dame, I might be, t- I might be speaking something else. I might be saying, oh, they're, they're hot right now. They, they're going to get sure, all four. Sure. You know, but losing to Notre Dame. Oh man. Oh man. That's G- giving up that, that giving up that big lead to the Buffaloes, letting them come back. Oh, that's true too. They yeah. could, lo- they could lose all four of these games, Max. The Trojans could be, could be going home early. To, to close this out, the Irish, they, they have a bye this week. They end their season with Pittsburgh, Clemson, Wake Forest, and Stanford. Looking like a two-loss season in South Bend for the Irish. Solid, you know, two losses a year is a solid team, but it's not going to win a championship. I don't think so either, uh, but they're going to get a good bowl. And a, and a good bowl game, that'll be on uh, one of the primetime slots, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that come January. Oh, I'll be excited to talk about that. Max, let's move along here this week on the Don't Tell Mama Sports Podcast. Let's get into some NFL talk. You know, we we really drool about fantasy football. Ooh, last, last week we had a big game from a big dog that went to a school in West Lafayette, Indiana. Can you tell us who that was? Oh, and if we're talking about a big-time name, first of all, this is going to be a Hades three-headed dog, everybody. Hades three-headed dog this week. We have one player that got it. And just so if you're new uh, to the sports podcast, a Hades three-headed dog, just so we understand. Hades is God of the underworld, and he has a dog named Cerberus that protects him and the the souls that are around him. And... If you get three touchdowns in a game, if you're a, uh, a a tight end, a wide receiver, or a running back, not a quarterback, you are a Hades three-headed dog. This week, Raheem Mostert of the Miami Dolphins, he had a massive game. Matt, go Boilers. Raheem Mostert is, he's for real, man. This guy, this guy is actually really, really good. Let's go over some stats. Uh, they took on Carolina. Carolina sucks. So uh, I, I had Mostert as a my buddy, Mr. Tutty, and you better have him in your lineups. I don't know if Sam put him in his lineup. I, I, did he have him in his lineup? I'll confirm. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, but he had 115 rushing yards, two tutties, two tutties, 17, 17 receiving yards on three receptions, but an additional tutty. This guy had three big touchdowns, 33.7 fantasy points. He better been in your lineup. He better have been in your lineup sam's lineup he was in queef sam's lineup he, yeah, he right, learned right, his right. lesson he's learned yeah, his yeah. lesson speaking of which sam is on top of the league right now uh then you know making these making these choices to put in your lineup he must be listening to the don't tell mom sports podcast i'll tell you that right here raheem mostert 
Go Boilers. I love seeing a guy that uh, is representing our school, representing our name. And I'll tell you right now, what a stud. What a stud. Max Raheem Mostert has 11 touchdowns through six games, nine rushing, two receiving. What a beast. This has only happened four times since 2000 that a player has had 11 touchdowns through, through their six through their first six games. Can you name one of those instances for me? Trivia time, Max. There's been uh, four instances where a player has had 11 touchdowns through their first six games. Okay. Four times since 2000. Can you since give me one of those? And Christian I'll McCaffrey. Nope. What? No way. Uh, okay. All I'll, right. I'll tell you right now, I'll be, I'll be surprised if uh, you can get it. Get, get any of them? Any of the four? Yeah. Uh, Delvin Cook. Oh, nice. Got that one. Nice. Right, good, good. Uh-huh, thank you. That, about, that, was about, the, that was the, the, the no name here. That was a no name. Uh, I was gonna Calvin say Cook. I was gonna say Garrett Blunt. You remember that year he had 20, <laughs> 20 touchdowns. He had like twenty yeah. something, twenty yeah, touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought that might have been it. Um, com- Dalvin Cook compared to these these other guys. Made Dalvin Cook's washed as we speak, as we sit yeah. here right now for the yeah, Jets. No, he definitely is. I, apparently, Minnesota made a made it the right decision by dropping him because this guy is not doing anything out there. It's such a bummer to to hear about. The juice uh, is you know. Pleased. Uh, yeah, no doubt. Uh, let's speed it up. What, what you got for me? The four times as a player scored 11 touchdowns th- through their first six games, five times now with Raheem Mostert. But it was, like you said, Dalvin Cook. That's a great call. LaDainian Tomlinson for the Chargers. Oh, yeah. And Priest Holmes twice. Oh, Priest Holmes twice. Nice. nice. Very good. Max, did you leave a window open or a, or a door cracked or anything? I think I, I hear, a little breeze. I think I hear a breeze. I think there's I hear definitely something. a breeze. Uh-oh. Oh, is that a goose? Oh, the gooses! Oh, the gooses are here. We got it. We got a goose talk. We got a goose talk, everybody. So we got to take a couple of minutes here to look at our league and see who got goosed in our league because people are getting goosed every week. Every week, Can't people get it. goosed every week. And let's start with our guy Bobby here, and this is back-to-back gooses for Bobby. And Max, I swear he gets a goose every week. I swear Bobby gets a goose every week. I went back today and I tallied up the gooses. If we're wondering, Bobby is the runner-up for the leader of the goose crew. Okay, he's, okay. He's, okay. Okay, he's in second. But this week, Bobby got goosed by Tyler Bass of the Bills. Okay. Tyler Bass has had double digits in three games this year, but he's had a goose and two points in the last two weeks. Would you hold on to Tyler Bass, Max? I would definitely be looking elsewhere. Uh, you know, Buffalo, the, Buffalo is a tough place to play. It's windy. It's cold. Uh, I remember last year I had Tyler Bass and there was a game where the wind was like blowing 40 miles an hour. They decided not to kick it ever. They, they were always going for two point conversions. I, re, I will never forget that game because I, I started looking elsewhere because of that. I would start looking elsewhere on Tyler Bass. Yeah, Buffalo only scoring 14 points in prime time. Last week against the Giants. That was a surprise. Something going on there. Yeah. Another goose in our league was Miles Sanders. Now, here's another instance where probably wasn't a goose in a lot of people's leagues, but he was in ours for our buddy Taylor Wilson. 
Wilson scored 75.1 team points this week. He's the back-to-back queef of the week. Oh, oh boy. No. He might have a dinner date coming up. <laughs> Last night, I talked to him. Got two quotes, two quotes from Wilson about this goose. Okay. First quote. I don't have any other running backs. So, okay, well, let me pull up your team. Gus Edwards on the bench. Gus Edwards on the bench, 5.8 half point PPR points. Better than a goose. Better than a goose. Getting back to Miles Sanders. Another quote here from Taylor Wilson. I thought he was going. I let me start over. I don't want to misquote. <laughs> I I don't want to misquote this guy. Quote from Wilson on Miles Sanders. I thought he was going to pull through. Max, Miles Sanders was ruled out with a shoulder injury on Friday morning. <laughs> Friday fucking morning, Miles Sanders was ruled out. Not questionable, out. You thought you you thought he was gonna pull through, Wilson? Get out of here. Get out of here. Okay, we're looking that at a queef. Goose. We're looking at the queef of the year, potentially. Looking at it, okay? At least part of, part of the uh, the queef crew, the queef, uh, the queef bowl. I'll tell you right now, okay? You make decisions like this in your fantasy lineups, everybody. Are, do, once again, do you want to be a taco? Because that, that's a taco move from the league, okay? That is a taco move. You don't even care, okay? You didn't bother to look up your team Sunday morning. You didn't bother? You, you have until noon, or eleven o'clock in, in Denver, right? Eleven o'clock is where you eleven get o'clock in Denver. Yeah. Come on, you guys, you are not sleeping until eleven o'clock. No way, no way. Get out of here. Get out of here. Yeah, a lot, a lot of meal prep and a lot of laundry on Sunday for for that guy. Fucking queef. Max, let's move along here this week on the Don't Tell Mama Sports Podcasts. Just like every week, we're gonna get into our game picks now. Sweet. Okay. We got six teams on a bye this week, Max. Six teams. Buy them again, and they call it buy them again. They are the Bengals, the Cowboys, the Jets, the Titans, the Texans, and the Panthers. Plenty of fantasy options on two. Uh, the Bengals and Cowboys have multiple options. The Jets and the Titans, maybe. Yeah. Texans well, and Texans and the Panthers, maybe. Not. But Bengals and Cowboys are definitely juicy offenses. Only two weeks, and so there's eight bye weeks this year in the NFL schedule. Eight time, eight bye weeks. Only two weeks are there six teams on a bye. So this is, it might be tough to find a running back in your lineup this week, Max. Yeah, yeah no doubt about that. Uh, this is definitely the, I mean, the biggest bye week I believe it is this week with six teams out. And it, this is another week. This is another no. week. Two oh, weeks. Sorry, that's all right. Two weeks. Uh, so I hope you guys drafted well. Uh, there's not many, I'm, I'm sure there's not many running backs that you could pick up on waivers, but I'll tell you right now, it's better than a goose. <laughs> I can't believe Miles Sanders was ruled out on Friday and <laughs> still, still stumped about that. Definitely. Yeah. What, what the hell was that? Let's get in these picks. Those max for week okay. seven of the NFL slate. Starting tomorrow night on Prime Video. We got the four and two Jacksonville Jaguars coming off that ass beating of the Indianapolis Colts. You don't want to talk. You don't want to say it was an ass beating. It was 17 points, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. 37 to 20. They go on the road 
to take on the three and three New Orleans Saints. The Saints are a team that I'm I'm having trouble figuring out. You know, I picked them to win the division. You know, they're they lose to the Buccaneers and the Texans, but they they beat the Titans. I they're a tough team to figure out. Trevor Lawrence right now questionable with that sprained knee. Don't know if he's oh. going to play. Don't know. Oh no. C.J. Beathard is the backup. Oh jeez. With not knowing that, fuck the Jags. I'm going Saints at home. All right. Uh, okay. If if Lawrence plays, I, I'm sticking with the Jags. Okay. If he does not play, I'm probably I, I will flip that. But right now, as of right now, he's not ruled out. I'm going with the Jags. I love what they're doing. I love how they're rolling. They're going to win the South. That's a fun game. I think this is a more fun game uh, than we're expecting here. Saints have a great defense. I hope that he freaking plays because I'll tell you right now, Christian Kirk is in my flex, and I I I, I want him. Ooh. I want him ready to go. Trevor Lawrence says his knee injury is progressing rapidly, but with that Thursday night kickoff, it's tough to say. I feel the same with you, same way as you do. If Lawrence plays, I'm on the Jags. You know, if you watched uh, if you watched this podcast last week, boys and girls, speaking of Christian Kirk bringing up Travis Etienne. They were both my buddy, Mr. Tuddy's in that ass beating in Jacksonville, Florida. Sam, that was Sam Wilson, Bobby. That was not a good game. Okay. That was no. an ass beating. Yeah. I, th- their asses, uh, I, I'm, the names that you just named from our, our fantasy league, their asses are red. Okay. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't even get spanked. They, they just felt the pain from the Colts being spanked. I'll tell you right now. All you got to do on that, just put some ice on it. Put some ice on that ass. Moving into Sunday and another team that needs some ice for their fucking cheeks. We got the one and five Chicago Bears hosting the three and three Las Vegas Raiders. Justin Fields, dislocated thumb, going to miss a couple weeks, can't grip the ball. What, uh, you picking the Bears in, at home in this one? No. <laughs> no, I'm not picking the Bears. Bears are such a disappointment. I don't know what else to say. I picked them last week to be like, oh, hey, we had a big game against Washington, and we're going to do it against <laughs> Minnesota, too. And oh, I my, did, too. It was so pathetic. Oh, my too. gosh. They're so pathetic. It's just so frustrating. Uh, I got the Raiders. Okay, can you believe the Raiders are 3-3? Three and three? No. They're fine for a playoff. They're fine for a playoff right now. I, I, I'm I'm shocked. I'm shocked. But the Raiders They're, are going to be four and three. Let's let's not get head over heels for the Raiders. <laughs> there are three wins, Max. One point over the Broncos, four points over the Packers, and four points over the Patriots. Okay, those are their three wins. Broncos, Packers, Patriots. Yeah, Raiders aren't going to be in the playoffs. Let's... And then now the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> the those Bears are terrible cool. teams. Oh, those four teams are garbage. Oh my gosh. Somehow the Raiders are only a field goal favorite in this game. I might be looking to take that one. Yeah. Raider Raiders in this one by more than a field goal. Yeah. Staying in Sunday morning, we got the Cleveland Browns, probably with PJ Walker starting again here. Deshaun Watson can't can't tell us when he's going to be ready to go. He said it could be tomorrow, could be next week, could be next month. Sounds like he doesn't know what's going on. Nah. But that defense sure does. That defense shut down the 49ers last week. Got that W. That defense is going to travel to Indianapolis to take on the 3-3 and Colts. The Colts are licking their fucking wounds after last week. Ass beating. A lot of ice. We saw a pretty 
pretty close to a 50-50 split in the backfield for the Colts. Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss last week. I see that more being 65-35-70-30 in favor of Jonathan Taylor this week. I'm probably it's going to be tough to start him. It's going to be tough to start him against that Cleveland defense, but I might have him out there, Max. But I got the Browns getting this one done on the road because I just don't trust Gardner Minshew led the no. Led the week last week with 55 passing attempts, three picks. I, I don't want any part of that. I'm sorry, guys. I'm going to go Browns on the road. I got the Browns also on the road. The Browns are a better defense than the Jags, and Gordon Minshew played like shit uh, last Sunday. Oh, my goodness. It was, it was here. I had, oh, well, yeah, yeah. Okay. It was it was here I, I, in Tennessee. I had the game on. I was like, oh, sweet. This is a good one to watch. Divisional uh, and uh, it, the the Browns are a way better defense. The Colts, dude. Hey, it's it's sorry to say that uh, Richardson, he's done. He's done for the season. You know, he had a, a promising start, so I, at least you can have that for next season, where you're like, hey, okay, well maybe you know Jonathan Taylor signed, but this is not the year, and they're going to lose to the Browns because the Browns are the, the, at least the defense looks great. Yeah, it sucks for Anthony Richardson and the Colts. You never want to see anybody get hurt. Uh, but yes, it is, it, he's going to undergo season ending shoulder surgery. Um, you know, high upside player. He's going to probably be in my top 10 quarterbacks going into next season for fantasy purposes. Yeah. With that rushing upside, that big body. But we've seen that big body break down in multiple games. I yeah. think he, I think he might've only finished one game from start to finish. So that's, it's going to be high risk with Anthony Richardson moving forward. Definitely. Nice call on that. We got an AFC East matchup here, Max. Might be a smacking the four and two Buffalo Bills. Go to New England, take on the Patriots, who are one and five. They suck. Buffalo bounce back game. I don't know what was going on last week against the Giants in primetime Sunday night, but bounce back game for the Bills over Bills Patriots. Bills, easy one. The question I have for you, Cobrezi, though. Because you have Ramondre Stevenson, can you start him against this pretty decent Bills defense? Well, Max, it's either going to be Jonathan Taylor or Ramondre Stevenson. I've been flip flopping them, flip flopping them, and you know I I talked big talk last week about Ramondre Stevenson, and I said on here if he didn't score ten fantasy points, that I was going to change my team name to Blamondre Stevenson, <laughs> Blamondre. But guess what, Max? Ramondre might, might be listening in because a season-high 15-and-a-half half PPR fantasy points got into the end zone. You can probably start him. You can probably fire him up. Buffalo is 22nd against running backs. We might be oh. surprised to hear. I, I, I'm definitely surprised to hear that, yes. So there's a – you can put Ramondre in there. You can nice. put Ramondre in. Nice. All right, Max, staying in the Sunday morning games here, we got an NFC East divisional matchup, the 3-3, three and three, surprising 3-3 three and three Washington Salamanders going to New York to take on the 1-5 and five Giants. Danny Dookie Dines Jones missed last week with that wrecked neck of his. I don't know if he's coming back this week. I, I don't think it matters. I got Washington on the road. Now, are you going to surprise us here, Max? Because I saw last night, in our Queef League, you pick up Darren Waller. Now, that's a guy, you drug his name through the mud here on this podcast a few times, and now he's on your team. Can you explain that, please? Do you see the Giants winning this game with a possible touchdown guarantee from Waller here? 
no. <laughs> I got the Washington football queeps. Uh, I, I'm going to, uh, the reason I picked up Darren Waller is because he's, he's owned in 95% of leagues yeah. and he got dropped in our league. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, it is still Darren Waller. And so he's my backup tight ends. I'm like, okay, I'll take a backup tight end and Darren Waller. That's what that, yeah. Who was your starter? Dallas Goddard, which, nice. eh, you know, eh, eh, eh. debatable, debatable. Yeah, sure. Moving along, staying in the morning games on Sunday, the three and three Falcons coming off a home loss to those Salamanders of Washington. They go on the road this time, taking on the Buccaneers at three and two, surprising three and two for Tampa Bay. True. Just got beat at home 20 to six by the Lions. But Washington coming into Atlanta and beating Atlanta last week, that kind of that kind of raised a red flag for me. Tampa Bay at home. I'm gonna go with Baker Makeweave and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin to get it done. Uh, I will second that. I think the Buccaneers defense is a little underrated. And the Atlanta offense is just not as good as I was expecting with this youth. I thought they were going to be a lot more, I don't know, I thought they'd pass it more, but they don't really do that. Uh, and even Vijan Robinson on the ground, they're not, they're, their offense does not look good. Okay, it's not an exciting offense. I got the Bucks. Moving into the last game on the morning slate on Sunday, definitely the juiciest one. Yeah, in the morning slate. Now, not the juiciest of the week, Max. Not oh, the juiciest no, of the no, week. No, no, we'll get to but, that one. But the juiciest of the morning games, the five and one Detroit Lions, the NFC North leading Detroit Lions, going on to the road, take on the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore's four and two after that London win over the Titans last week, twenty four sixteen. Max, how are you feeling about this one? Juicy. I think I think it's juicy. This is going into the fourth quarter, last two minutes. It's the game that you want to have on your TV in the morning. I'll tell you right now. I hope I you, you better hope that you're in the surrounding area or if somehow they put it on your TV because sometimes you get lucky and they just put a good game on. I am going to pick though the Baltimore Ravens at home. Ooh. I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna keep those lines a little bit more modest. Okay. Get get the Give the lion some courage. <laughs> I was the king of the forest. You remember? You know what I'm talking about, right? Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz. He needs some courage. He needs some courage. Courage. If, if nobody knew that, come on. <laughs> Even I knew that one. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually surprised you did. Yeah, come on. Come on. <laughs> but I got Detroit in this one, Max. I got the Lions going on the road okay. to take this one. Offense, now no David Montgomery, the rib and cart, cartilage injury. Craig Reynolds going to slip in. Jameer Gibbs might be back. Uh, Baltimore coming back from London. Now, I guess teams are offered a bye week after their London game. Baltimore said, no, we're good. We'll take it later. That travel, I think that's going to have an effect here. I don't think their offense can keep up with Detroit's. I got Detroit Lions on the road in this one. It's going to be a great game. Moving into the afternoon games, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers sitting at 3-2, and two, coming off a bye, going to L.A., take on the Rams, who are 3-3. Three and three. I'll make this one quick, Max. This one's only a three-point line for the Rams, only a field goal, home favorite. I don't think the Steelers are on the same level as the Rams. The Rams have way more options, way more weapons offensively. The defense has surprised us. Rams at home. 
I got the Rams at home as well. The only thing going for the Steelers right now is that defense. That's it. Their offense. It. it oh man, it sucks. Oh gosh, it sucks. Kenny Pickett to Queeve. Mm-hmm. NFC West matchup here: the one and five Arizona Cardinals going up north to take on the Seahawks, sitting at three and two. Make this one quick here. We're gonna be talking about the Seahawks later. I got Seattle at home. I got Seattle at home as well. Uh, the Seattle, they did. They just came off a big loss. They got to come on. You got to take this one. You got to take this one, especially because everyone expects this team to be so good. Wake up, get a win against the Cardinals. Yeah. Uh, probably a snooze fest here in Denver, Colorado, as a lot of them are. If you're not the Miami Dolphins setting records, <laughs> the Broncos are going to host the two and three Packers. The Broncos still sit at one win. I got the Packers coming off a bye. Packers in a smacking. I this is a one one point line. Fuck the Broncos. Fuck yeah. Russell Wilson. You need to relieve yourself more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Uh, once again, coming coming back. If anyone doesn't know, Russell Russell Wilson claims that he wants to uh, have such a great diet and exercise. A part of his life where he does not poop more than twice in a week. Uh, I would hope that you would poop twice a day. How about that? I Especially do. the way that you I like do. That. Yeah, I mean, one in the morning, one at night, sometimes <laughs> in the afternoon if you have to. Uh, I definitely got the Packers on this. Really quick, going back to the Dolphins, I was looking up Jason Sanders because I, I need to pick up a kicker this week. Sanders. 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 And yeah, so I need to pick up a kicker. I look at Jason Sanders and I, I looked at that game. He had 10 extra points. That means that the freaking Dolphins had 10 touchdowns that game. That's ridiculous. Absolutely (laughs) ridiculous. Yeah, Yeah, stupid. Stupid. Last game in the afternoon slate on Sunday. It's a juicy one. It's a divisional matchup. Not my juiciest game. No. Might be yours. No, it's not. Uh, I, but it's a it's a juicy game. Second second juiciest game on the week. You still yeah. need your bibs for this AFC West showdown between the two and three Chargers and the five and one Chiefs. Chargers let me down on Monday night mm-hmm. against those Cowboys. I had the Chargers coming off the bye. Let me down. They're not going to Kansas City and winning. I got I got Patty and Travis and Andy, the boys. There's not much more to say, you know. I, I, I think there's a problem with the Chargers coaching staff. I, I honestly do. They got look at the look at the lineup: Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, Justin Herbert. I, that that's enough said already. Okay, that's enough said. They are, they have so much talent. There's there's something going on with that coaching staff. I'm telling you right now. Uh, their defense is good too. Uh, the Chargers have a good defense. Khalil Mack is back, but go. Chiefs are going to win this one. There's something. There's something going on with the Chargers organization that's not good. Uh, Brandon Staley, the Chargers head coach, his beard on Monday night looked really gray. Now, just thinking back back from last year, that that beard wasn't gray. I think the hot seat's getting to him. I think we could see a coach fired here soon mm. if the Chargers don't turn it around. Nice call. You could tell. You could tell a man how about his nerves. By the color of his beard, no doubt about it. That baby changed shades over the summer. <laughs> Moving in to Sunday night prime time on NBC. Boy, we've had some snoozers in these primetime slots. 
last mm-hmm. week, Bills Giants. I didn't have that on. I didn't watch one snap. I didn't. I didn't watch that. Yeah. But this week, juicy, 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 juiciest mm-hmm. game of the week. Mm-mm-mm. Both teams sit at five and one. The Miami Dolphins going to Philly to take on the Eagles. This baby's a toss up. You can start all your players in fantasy. Yes. It has the highest over under on the week, 51 and a half points. Max, I'll be quick here. I don't think Philly can score with the Dolphins. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going Miami on the road, baby. Tyreek Hill is insane. And Raheem Mostert and whatever offense they're freaking running there. Oh, boys. Philly ain't going to be able to keep up with it. Sorry, Dan. Sorry, buddy. Man, I hope that this ends up being a game that's literally finally the back and forth, the back and forth, score, score, back and forth. Like, oh, my goodness. I, I hope it's 50 to 48. You know, like I, I, it's it, it could be. It could be. Uh, not that that's, you know, that that's I know. I understand there's more to football than scoring. But when it comes to fantasy lineups, this is this is a game that you'd start everyone you have, like like Cobrizi already said. Absolutely. But I'm going to agree with you, Cobrizi. I am sticking with the Miami Dolphins. That offense is outstanding. Tyreek the freak hill. Oh my goodness. Unguardable. Unguardable. And uh Tua Tagovailoa, I, I'll tell you right now, he's having an incredible season, just an incredible season. I love to see it uh coming from this young kid. They're a fun team to watch. I cannot wait for this game. I'll tell you right now, Cobrizi. I plan on cooking a roast. I, I put a, I'm putting a roast in the oven because I, I'm I'm drooling over this game. I, I need something to to salivate to salivate wow. my, my 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 mouth as I'm watching this. Okay, I'm I'm, wow. I'm cooking a roast beef with mashed potatoes. Uh, I'll I'll figure out the the green on the side, Ooh. maybe some green beans. But I'll tell you right now, that's gonna be a good meal to keep my my lips moist during this game. Wow, making me hungry with that one. Mm. Did you actually pick a winner? Oh, the Dolphins, yeah. I picked, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, I don't Dolphins, know if I'm – you just got me thinking about the Sorry. The, 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 the roast <laughs> yeah, beef now. That's all you're, just, that. you're thinking about cooking in the oven. You're, you're just so, oh, man, sizzling and mm, – Taters know. taters and greens. Oof. Mm. You're, you're, uh, you're, getting me, you're getting me worked up. <laughs> Last game on the week seven slate. Monday night football, prime time, ABC, ESPN, the 5-1 49ers coming off their first loss at Cleveland last week going to Minnesota in that pretty nice, pretty nice stadium they got, but not going to see a lot of wins in that stadium this year, two and four right now. They're going to be two and five, 40, 49ers on the road. 49ers easily with Justin Jefferson out. I don't, I don't see the Vikings winning any more games unless they play the bears again. <laughs> then well, maybe if they got them coming up. So, Oh yeah, they do. Oh my God. I mean, play twice a year. So, well, yeah, yeah. But, uh, before Jefferson comes back, I guess we'll see. Uh, but, uh, the 49ers are gonna are gonna come back. They shouldn't have lost last game, by the way. They shouldn't have lost that game. Jake Moody queefed. Uh, you know, we, we, yeah, he, he he failed under pressure right there. It was only like a 41 yard field. I mean, you know, 40 yards is still pretty tough. I understand that, but it, it's pretty doable. Okay, we're not talking 60 yards. We're talking a no. 40 yarder. He missed it, but 49ers will get back on track. Jake Moody, the 10th ranked kicker on the season if anybody was interested moving in to our last segment for the nfl talk for this week of the don't tell mama sports podcast max 
We got our extra juicy dogs. Ho, oh, ho, yeah, ho, Whoa! <laughs> some tongue action on that one. Sorry, I definitely grabbed someone by the ankle on that. I, I was, I was gnawing at an ankle. I, I, I... <laughs> some tongue grab, action. Grab, just, just, I just beat wow. uh, Aaron Rodgers' Achilles. <laughs> wow! Wow! Upper season. Upper season. See you, Rodgers. But uh, extra juicy dog segment for people that forgot. This is where we give you a quarterback, a running back, a wide receiver, a tight end. That is a smash play this week in fantasy. Got it. Got a nice matchup. Maybe he's a guy lower in the rankings, a sleeper. You can feel comfortable putting him in your flex and your wide receiver three, running back two spot. Max, why don't you lead us into your week seven extra juicy dog at the quarterback position? I will. I will. You know, I I I don't listen to a lot of uh, fantasy sports podcasts as much as I used to, because I like what we have to say. Okay. I understand we're, you know, that's being biased, uh, but I think we, we have a lot to offer. All right. We, we, yes, we do. But when I do look at fantasy uh, football podcasts, I noticed that they keep talking about Tua in a way that you're hesitant to start. You are hesitant to start Tua Tagovailoa. Loa. And I'll tell you right now, in our league, he's ranked third. All right, he's ranked third amongst quarterbacks. He has Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, and that and Raheem Mostert in the backfield who catches who catches the ball. He had a once again a receiving touchdown. Okay, this offense is outstanding. If you have Tua and he's on your bench, you better have that number one or number two quarterback ahead of them, which would be Patty Mahomes or Josh Allen, because Tua is one of the best in the game right now, specifically because he has those weapons. I got Tua. You better be in your lineup against the Eagles. The Eagles are 25th, ranked 25th against uh, against quarterbacks. He's going to have a big game. Expect three touchdowns and 300 yards. I think it's going to be a huge game. I can't wait for the game, by the way. I mean, how many more how many times I got to say it, Cobra? I got the roast beef in the oven already. <laughs> yeah, I definitely wanted – I would have taken Tua probably if, it, if you wouldn't have slid in there. He's leading the league in passing yards and is tied for the league with 14 passing touchdowns, having a heck of a season. <clears throat> but my extra juicy quarterback for week seven. I had a tough one. I had a tough one here. It kept me kept me up late last night. Not really. But I went with Seattle Seahawks, Geno Smith. Oh. Okay. He's uh okay. quarterback 23 this season. Ha- disappointing. Disappointing. If you would have told me that going into last year, sure, I would have believed you, but had a heck of a year last year. The NFL mm-hmm. comeback player of the year. I don't know what he came back from, but he won that award. QB 23 on the season thus far. He's got five passing touchdowns in five games. That's that's not going to get it done. No. But, Max, this week, the, if there was a get-right game, it's this week. They're an eight-point home favorite against the one-win Cardinals. Arizona's 29th against quarterbacks. Yeah. You know, we don't do touchdown guarantees for quarterbacks. He hasn't passed for three touchdowns this year. I'm calling a three-touchdown day right now. Oh, a triple, like triple tutty guarantee for Geno Smith. I think he's only had two touchdowns once in a game. Shout out my guy Peter, living in Seattle. He's going to enjoy a nice Seahawk win this week. Geno Smith, put him in your lineup. I like it, man. Let's get DK Metcalf going, can can we please can we get can we get Tyler Lockett going too? Jeez, she got weapons. Let's go. Who is your extra juicy dog at the running back position? Staying with Seattle, by the way. 
Okay, at the running back, sorry, running back position. I, I, I made a pop noise. I went running, running. Okay, that running works. back position. Kenneth Walker the third. Everybody, oh my goodness, he's ranked eighth right now in our fantasy league. I'm telling you, he's going to keep on going up. This guy has four straight games with the touchdown. Four straight games, and I am guaranteeing. And my buddy, Mister Tuddy, he's oh, getting five boys. straight games against Arizona. Whoa. Arizona. Arizona defense ranks 30th, 30th against running backs. Kenneth Walker III is going to have a huge game. And can, can we get 100 yards? Can we get 100 yards rushing? He has not had one 100-yard rushing game yet, which oh, is surprising wow. to me. It's those touchdowns that are keeping him in the mix and also his receiving. Kenneth Walker III is going to have a big game. Everybody, he better be in your lineups. Six rushing touchdowns for Kenneth Walker. Good for tied for third in the league. Pretty Pretty good pick by you. I'm jealous. I'm jealous of Kenneth Walker. My extra juicy dog at the running back, running back position. A guy we weren't too sure about coming into seasons this year. Didn't really care about draft him and drafting him in fantasy leagues. But I got Kansas City Chief Isaiah Pacheco. Oh, nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's RB13 this season, Max. Listen to these stats. He's 11th at the position in carries, 11th in rushing yards, tied for 9th in rushing touchdowns, 11th at the position in receptions, and 10th in receiving yards. 11th, 11th, 9th, 11th, 10th. That is damn consistent across the board. He's contributing both rushing and receiving. He's at home in that juicy game against the Chargers, 5.5-point favorites. 47.5 point over-under is the second highest on the week. Chargers are 21st against running backs. He's getting consistent volume on one of the best offenses. Yeah. And because of that, Max, he's getting, a, he's getting a touchdown this week. Ooh. My buddy, Mr. Tuddy, I'm on a little like hot it. streak. I'm Thank on a little you. hot streak. I'm going to keep it rolling. Isaiah Pacheco finds the end zone against the Chargers this week. Great call on that. What a great season he's having. Oh, my goodness. Who is your extra juicy dog at the wide receiver position? Moving on to the wide receiver position. I am staying in Seattle. Okay. I'm telling you, I already brought him up. Okay. This guy has to get going. All right. And Geno Smith, you got to give him the ball. Damn it. Give him the damn ball. DK Metcalf. Okay. If you have DK Metcalf, you are more than likely starting every single week and you have been nothing but disappointed, but this is the week where he's going to get back on track. Arizona breaks 26th against wide receivers. Metcalf just get open and throw the ball up just just over his head because DK will go up and get it, okay? DK Metcalf's going to have a big game. Let's go Seattle Seahawks. What do you got, Cole Breezy, for your wide receiver? Just real quick, I on DK Metcalf in full PPR leagues, I didn't realize he was wide receiver 36. Yeah. Had, the, had the bye, had the bye, but uh, wow. And he, uh, you better watch the injury report, Max. He didn't take part in practice today, Wednesday. He's got ribs and a hip issue. So you I better... saw. I, I'm seeing a lot of players that didn't practice uh, this Wednesday. I'm seeing it a lot on our fantasy. I, I think it's just like a rest, a rest situation. But they, uh, the good call on that, everybody. Keep your if, eyes that, on. If, they, if, they, if that's a, se- a serious issue, I, I, I'm doubting it, but keep an eye on it. Yeah. Keep your eyes on it. My extra juicy dog at the wide re- receiver position for Week Seven. Going with a guy on my team. I've been starting him. I'm comfortable with him. San Francisco 49er, Brandon Ayuk. Okay. 
They uh they lost their first game last week to the Browns. The Browns have a great defense. We talked about that already. Ayuk is wide receiver 18 on a full PPR basis this year. He's top five in the league with 18.2 yards per catch. He's he's a big play. He's a big play threat. Yeah. Is Debo going to play this week? I don't know. Is Christian McCaffrey going to play this week? I don't know. Ayuk has had at least six targets in every game. That's a solid floor. He, he's not going to goose you. That's a solid floor getting six targets every game. They are seven-point favorites over the Minnesota Vikings with a 44-point over-under. Minnesota is 28th against wide receivers. Mm. If Debo and or Christian McCaffrey are out, you can see 10, 12, 14 targets for Ayuk. And almost a touchdown. Not going to guarantee it. Not going to get greedy. Oh, oh Jesus. Minnesota 28th against wide receivers. Fire up Brandon Ayuk this week. Who is your extra juicy dog at the tight end position? Moving on to the tight end, I got Mark Andrews, big-time name, big-time name, taking on Detroit. Detroit is ranked 27th against tight ends. You know, it's been a little bit since Mark Andrews had a touchdown, all right? It's been uh, – this This would be three straight weeks. Well, t- two weeks in a row. This would be the third week. He's getting a touchdown, okay? I'm calling on my buddy, Mr. Tutty, right now with Mark <laughs> Andrews. He's ranked third in our league, Whoa. and I am guaranteeing that he's getting in the end zone. It's been too long. It's been too wow. long, and Lamar Jackson knows it too, okay? And uh, Mike Andrews is like, hey, what the, what's the beef, man? What's the beef? Yeah. Give me some beef while you're at it with, ma- with mashed potatoes and green beans. I can't wait for uh, Sunday. Easy, easy, easy. Come on now. you going to get me distracted again. <laughs> what do you got, Cole Breezy, at the tight end position? My extra juicy dog at the tight end position is a guy I picked up in our league. I picked him up. I don't know if you saw. He's the tight end 20. On a points-per-game basis this year, coming off a bye, Green Bay Packer, Luke Musgrave, the rookie. Oh, Jack would be excited. Jack, Jack, I know, is excited. Okay, I know he's jealous, too, that I got him because the Denver Broncos are dead last against tight ends. 32nd. 32nd against tight ends. That's a toss-up game in Denver. 45-point over-under. Luke Musgrave. Five, six, seven catches, and his first career touchdown for my buddy, Mr. Tutty. Oh, my goodness. First career touchdown. Max, you tried to get one with Zay Flowers the other week. You were were one week early. One week early. (laughs) Hoping hoping I can can get a first career Tutty guarantee for Luke Musgrave this week in Denver, Colorado. Nice. Good team to, to do it against, for sure. Max. I lied. Before we get into our college basketball poll, real quick, we got a phone phone in question from a fan right here. He's got a trade on the table. Oh. Real quick, we need your opinion. Texted into me just before we came on the air right now. Trade on the table for this young man. He would receive Patrick Mahomes and George Kittle and would have to give up Joe Burrow, Derrick Henry, and Cortland Sutton. What side are you going with there? I, I would I would definitely keep Patty Mahomes and George Kittle. I don't want Cortland Sutton. <laughs> he would be receiving Mahomes and Kittle here. Yeah. Uh and, and I'm sorry, he's giving up Derrick Henry, Cortland Sutton. Who's the who's the other guy? Burrow. Burroken. Joe Burroken. <laughs> Burroken. <laughs> Which I think Burrow will will start heating up. Uh I it's hard to give up Patty Mahomes. I I I just 
I just don't see it happening. Man, but Derek Henry's Derek Henry's juicy. What does everyone else think? Leave it in the comments here. I, I'm gonna Let say no. I would I would not give up Patty Mahomes, especially what he's doing right now. I wouldn't I wouldn't do it. What do you got, Cole Breezy? George Kittle scares me. You know how I feel about him. You know, yeah. he has a three touchdown game one week and a damn near a goose the next week. I can see bounce back. I can see improvement from both Joe Burrow and Derrick Henry. Corlin Sutton caught a tutty last week. I don't know if you saw that. No. <laughs> That's a tough one. I think I, I think I stand with. Uh, I don't that 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 is split right down the middle because I don't like Kittle. I don't like Sutton. Henry could be juiceless. Joe Burrow could be broken. I go with Patty Mahomes, best player in the deal. Yeah. No doubt about it. I know you're getting kind of biased with that jersey right behind you, that Derrick Henry jersey, uh, collecting some dust now. That's eh, not collecting any dust. You nah, know, we'll, nah, we'll get back. Derrick Henry's by, the man. He's the by man. week, by week, we'll get it. We'll get things going. Tannehill's hurt. Okay, he's going to be out of the picture for a few weeks. Yeah. We'll see what we got with Malik Willis or the Mayo Man. Will, Will Mayo Levis. <laughs> Moving in to our last topic here this week on the Don't Tell Mama Sports Podcast. Max, college basketball oh my goodness. is by far our favorite sport. No doubt. And damn it, our two teams are ranked, are ranked high again this year. Mm-hmm. The Associated Press, they sent out their top 25 preseason poll on Monday morning. Max, let's get into that real quickly here. Number one. Was the Kansas Jayhawks, baby? My Jayhawks. They received your boys. 46. Your boys. They received forty-six out of sixty-three first-place votes. Number two. We're gonna get into Kansas a little more, so don't expect more. Yeah. Number two, Duke. They received eleven first-place votes. This is gonna be John Shire's second season. They returned four starters. Kyle mm-hmm. Filipowski, the seven-footer, surprised he came back. Jeremy Roach, the lead guard. That could be a national championship contender right there, Max. No, I love that they came back. Okay, normally Duke, they have the one and doneers. That's 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 a that's a team that usually does it. They usually just say, "Ah, peace out, I'm done." But no, they all came back. They're ready for more. They didn't like the loss that they had in the dance last season. Uh, I, I'm excited. I'm excited to see them. Number three is your Boilers of Purdue. Got three first place votes. We're gonna get into them more in a little bit. Number four, staying in the Big Ten, the Spartans of Michigan State, they received one first-place vote. They lo- they lost two guys from their 10-man rotation, Joey Hauser being the most notable, Pierre, Pierre Brooks off the bench. They won 21 games last year, made it to the Sweet 16. Max, they're insanely experienced. All senior starting lineup. Michigan State's going to be good again. I freaking love Michigan State. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm a big... You guys already know from uh from last season, I'm a big, 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 big ten guy. And Michigan State, man, I the reason I love them so much is because they normally have senior led teams. They have guys that always stay until their senior year, and now they got a bunch of them. Okay, this this is a legit team, and oh my goodness, Purdue versus Michigan State games. Ooh, I cannot wait. Oh my goodness, got a lot of respect for Tom Izzo. Oh, yeah. He's awesome. Another coach I got respect for is Shaka Smart of Marquette. They came in the poll at number five. They lose one guy 
from their nine-man rotation. Olivier, Olivier Maxens Prosper. He was a first-round pick for the Mavs. Shaka Smart won AP Coach of the Year last year. I, let's not forget about that. That two-seed. They returned Big East Player of the Year, Tyler Kolick, leading scorer Cam Jones. This number five ranking for Marquette is their highest ranking since March of 1978. Good for them. Chaka Smart, you got a great team here. Last year, they were looking great. Last year, like, I didn't realize how young they really were. They, mm-hmm. they did have a young team. Now they're more experienced. They're ready to go. They might be ruling that Big East. Going to be fighting right there in the Big East with them. Coming at number six in the AP poll. The reigning national champions, UConn Huskies. They got yeah. two first place votes. Max, they lost five of their top eight scorers, most notably Adama Sonogo, Jordan Hawkins, and Andre Jackson. But the seven-foot big man, Donovan Klingon, sophomore, coming back. He's going to be the big man in the middle. We'll see what happens in stores, Connecticut. I think they lost a lot. They they definitely lost a lot. Uh, it, it, good for them for winning another championship, but it, it's not going to be the same year. Coming to number seven in the preseason AP poll. The Houston Cougars going to be their first season in the Big 12 Conference, Max. Let's not That's sleep. Right. They're, they're joining That's the conference. Right. Yeah. They're going to lose. They lost Marcus Sasser. They lost Jarris Walker. He was a top 10 pick for, for my Pacers. And then another starter, Traymond Mark, went to Arkansas. So three starters lost. Kelvin Sampson, we got respect for him. Houston coming in number seven. Yeah, the only thing I got to say is that the big names that you you tossed out, that, that, that was their best players. So I don't know who's stepping up into the next role. Uh, Jamal you know, Shedd's going to be the big dog. Yeah, Jamal Shedd. Okay. okay. All right. Well, I, I got to see it to believe it right now. Uh, but Houston, Houston's rolling. But Big 12 is a big difference than the American Conference. It's going to be a game most nights. Coming to number eight, staying in the Big East. Creighton Blue Jays. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, Creighton's good. Now, yeah, yeah. the point guard, Ryan Nemhard, he uh, he went to Gonzaga. Going to follow his brother there, Andrew Nemhard. And then Arthur <laughs> and then Arthur Kaluma, he left for K-State. So they lose, Creighton loses two starters. They bring back Ryan Kalkbrenner, the big dog in the middle. Yeah. I uh, if, if I had to pick one team out of this top ten that shouldn't be there, I'm thinking it might be Creighton. Yeah, no doubt about it. I didn't know that those guys transferred. That 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 makes a huge difference in the team. Uh, you know, I, I, you got to see it. I, I just, that's all I got to say. You got to see it then. Coming to number nine is Rick Barnes, Tennessee Volunteers. They lose. <laughs> they lose Olivier Kamwa, Julian Phillips, freshman off the bench, and Euro Plavsic, the big man in the middle. But they return five of their top seven. Seven. They return five of their top seven scorers. And will be a big threat in the SEC again. Look out. Look out for Tennessee. Rick Barnes is a great coach. I like him. Rounding out this top 10 of the AP preseason poll. I'm glad we snuck them in there. They were 35-4 and four last year, Max. They went to the Final Four. The Florida Atlantic Owls. Yeah, how about it? Okay. They returned everyone but Michael Forrest. The spark plug off the bench. John L. Davis, Elijah Martin, and Vlad Golden, the three leading scorers from last year, are all going to be juniors now. FAU with Dusty May. They're going to be making some noise again this year. Love it. What a fun team. What a fun team. I only had them in the first round. I had them winning in the first round. I didn't have them going any further than that. All the way to a Final Four. This is going to be fun for them. Okay, They got everyone back. Come on. 
Let's 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 go FAU. Let's let's roll a little bit. The Owls, you don't hear about the Owls too much. <laughs> In terms of the whole top 25, the SEC conference led all the conferences with five teams. The Big 12 had four, Big East had four. Uh sorry, the Big East had three all in the top eight. The Marquette, UConn, and Creighton were all in the top eight. And then the ACC had three teams. This is the th- third time Bill Self has been preseason number one at Kansas. And let's just get into the Jayhawks real quickly. Right now, I mentioned 46 out of 63 first place votes. That's a, that's winning in a landslide. Okay. But the Jayhawks, Max, we lose seven of our top 10 scores. Oh. Lose seven of our top 10 scores. Transfers, NBA, eligibility. Dewan Harris, the point guard, he's coming back. Leader, floor general. Might be the best point guard he's in good. America. Great defender. K.J. Adams is back. He was our center last year. He's going to slide to the four. Consistent. Freaking just just trampoline hops, okay? This dude yeah, is super yeah. athletic, okay? Super, super physical. But banging bodies with him down low this year, because we were small last year, we went to the transfer portal. And got a big dog from Michigan. Hunter Dickinson Gosh. decided to come to Lawrence, Kansas. Start start a love affair with Bill Self. Kansas Jayhawks preseason number one. Let's see if we can cut down the nets in March. It's going to be a hell of a ride this year again. Max, give us your thoughts real quickly on Kansas and then get into your boilers. Kansas looks great. The the addition of Hunter Dickinson is. I, I'm how about this Hunter Dickinson. I'm glad he's gone from from the Big Ten because as much as I do love to watch him, I, I he is a douche. Okay, he is cocky as fuck. He is such a cocky player, but he can back it up because he's damn good. Okay, a, a big man that can shoot the three, knock down free throws, and he he reminds me of uh, Demonte Sabonis in the NBA. I, he will be an NBA player, Hunter Dickinson. So huge pickup. Nice comparison there. I like it. So moving on to my Purdue Boilers, the big dog in the middle, Zach Eady came back. Uh, seven foot four, 295 pounds, the national reigning player of the year. I'm telling you right now, he's going to have another huge season, averaging 25 points, something on the lines of that. 25, 14 rebounds, maybe. I don't know. Whoa, whoa, and then, whoa. 25 and 14. Now last year. Shit. Now, last year, I do know. Okay, we we they lost to a 16 seed, and that was so freaking frustrating. Barely okay. Dickinson. Barry, Barry. Give him some Barry. respect. Give him some yeah, respect. So these, Barely these Dickinson. 20, these guys were 25, 26 years old, <laughs> taking on Braden Smith. Six foot eight, five, six foot six. 25, 26 year olds t- taking on Braden six, Smith, two. who's 19. Fletcher Lawyer, 19. Six okay. one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So Fletcher Lawyer, Braden Smith, Zach Eady together. Braden Smith is an underrated point guard. He, there was games he had 10 plus assists. He All he needs is, is to work on his shooting. Fletcher Lawyer, continue to work on your moves. Knock that, he's going to be icing that wrist every single game because he's going to be stroking it. I cannot wait for this season. November 7th is, is tip-off, Cole Breezy? Uh, most teams are opening on November 6th, Monday. November 6th. Okay. Let's go boilers. I cannot wait. I'm finally over that upset. I'm ready to get back onto the, the boiler train. (laughs) (laughs) Boilers are a solid pick this year in the big 10. They only lose two players from the rotation last year. 
David Jenkins and Brandon Newman. Brandon Newman went on to Western Kentucky. But, you know, just like last year, our teams are going to be in the top five. It's going to be fun to talk about them. Real quick, <clears throat> real quickly, excuse me, the biggest thing on your college basketball boards to start the season, as always, as always since 2011, is the Champions Classic. It is November 14th this year in Chicago, the United Center. Duke is playing Michigan State. Followed by Kansas and Kentucky. Oh boys. Oh, man. oh it's boys. That's usually That's so a tu- it's usually a Tuesday. I usually work on Tuesday nights. I'll be taking that one off, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Max, hell of a podcast this week. We gotta get out of here, brother. Thank yeah, you. Man. Thank you, everybody, for listening, for stick sticking with us tonight. A lot of college ba- college football, NFL, followed up by some college basketball. My goodness. It's October. We didn't get to talk about the MLB playoffs, but October is the best month in sports, Max. Yes. What do you got for us to get out of here? Oh, man. Thank you, everybody, for coming out to the Don't Tell Mama Sports Podcast. Please like, comment, and subscribe. We appreciate you all. We appreciate the comments. We appreciate your love. And, oh, man. Oh, man. Great games this weekend with uh, when it comes to football. Cannot wait. And I know we're talking about basketball, okay? Don't get too anxious. Okay, don't get too anxious, okay? Put that antiperspirant underneath the armpit, okay? Don't out-sweat your shirt, okay? You don't, you don't want those pit stains. You, don't, you know how pit stains leave yellow, okay? Oh. You, don't, you don't want that on your shirt, okay? You don't Happens. want that, especially if you wear white. I wear black for a reason. I don't want that pit, those pit stains on your shirt, okay? Everyone just settle down. Watch a little bit of football, and damn it, let's get some touchdowns, Tua. Come on, Tua. 